Hello, hello! You are listening to CPA Career Path podcast with Rosie Flaherty, CPA MSA. This is episode number 22. We continue the conversation with Denise, the president and CEO of Cast CPA. I consider myself like extremely extrovert <laughs> because I love talking to people. I love going out there and then just start the conversation. I love public speaking, but I know that some people they are introvert. That could be a big deal for them to go in the room, even with just like ten, fifteen people. They they may get panic because they don't know. Oh my god! I don't like as you said. I don't know how to start the conversation. What do I need to say? But but yes, just at least start from small. I always say that start from very small. Maybe the first time you come there, you can just say hi. Don't have, don't have to say anything else. The second time we say hi, introduction. Like at least start from somewhere. That's what that's that's why I could recommend to introvert people. But I don't know if you have anything to say for introvert people. No, I love that advice because there's a lot of introverts out there. There really are, and it's I'm kind of a mix. I love being out there. I need time to recharge, right? I need my walks on the beach or in the quiet to recharge and think. So for me, and you maybe recharge Rosie with being with other people. Right, it's 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 how you kind of recharge and get to where you need to go. There are a lot of introverts out there. I would say you really gave good advice. Start where you're at, and then do you know build one plus one. Don't try to go out and speak to a thousand people initially. Just go one at a time. And I, you know, what really helped me too was Toastmasters. I did Toastmasters, and it helped for many reasons. First and I don't know if you ever did it, Rosie. Have you ever done the Toastmasters? I did. I did. It's very good. They, it's very good because you're. It's low stakes, and what I mean by that is you're not in front of your colleagues where they're judging you. You're in front of just your peers or people that you that you don't even know. So it's safe. You feel safe being up there, and you feel like you can. Just talk, and when you see other people, just blown away at all the experts there are out there and how they tell the stories. It's very um, uplifting. Yes, it's it's so funny for the my reason when I try Toastmaster because I feel like I want to speak in front of people. That's why I come to them. But a lot of people they come to Toastmaster because they say I'm nervous. I need to find a community to make me feel. To make me feel like more confident, I was like, "No, I need to release this energy. I love public speaking. I need to speak in front of people." <laughs> you are one of the rare birds, probably there, <laughs> because most I know for me when I did it, I was okay. I don't love this always, so I and I want to do it better with less ums and ands and like, and so they do have that. Do you remember the um counter? She'd say to you, you said and 17 times, or you said um five times. It's so it's very helpful. I would suggest I loved it. I loved it. This just was really that's a great advice there for people, even for introvert or extrovert, Toastmaster is is really good to start. It's it's very good. Yes. And I noticed that going through your career, you mentioned about being a CEO and CFO and now become a president of CAT CPA. You have a very, very busy life. 
and and Easy. being a woman, being a mom, it's not something like easy to handle. I'm wondering how can you manage your time, manage your energy, and balance yourself and your work at the same time. That's a good question, and that's hard. I I've learned through the years. What do you say when you stand on others' shoulders, right? Because you learn from others and you build from that. So I've I've learned from really some great colleagues I've had. Let's say first, it's really important to put family. We we say this at Cal CPA, family first. Family is always first. If you if anyone needs to take care of their parents, their siblings, their um, Children, that's first. And then, and honestly, there was someone the other day who said, there's something going on with my sister and her nephew, and they're having, you know, I need to be there. I'm going off the call, of course. So put family first. That puts your priorities, I think, in the right spot. So I always, if my son would ever need me, I'm gone. Whatever it is, I'm gone. So I, that's first and foremost, I would say, is put family first. And I would say, too, my mom would always say this to me, put your oxygen mask on first, right? Like in a plane, if you don't have oxygen and you aren't in good shape, you cannot lead, be a good leader, be a good mom, be a good friend or sister, whatever it is, brother. You can't do that unless you do that first. So put your oxygen mask on first. You have to make sure you're in good shape. You're in a good place because you can't help anyone if you aren't. So I would say that would be really be next. And then, you know, just be realistic about what you can do. I think that's, that's important. I, you know, on weekends, I would make a list for myself of like, I'm going to do all these things. And then I'd put 30 minutes here, 45 minutes here. And I'd have it all, you know, out like in eight hours. I was like, that took two hours that I had 30 minutes. I was very unrealistic of how fast and what I could do. Be realistic. You are one person, so much energy. Be realistic. I would say those would be the three top things that have helped me. And I've become much more realistic over the years than I I used to be. I thought I was like superwoman. I can do it in 10 minutes. It isn't the case. <laughs> oh, I have to share. I have to agree with you about that. Be realistic. My husband always tell me that you have no sense about time. <laughs> I. <laughs> It's so true. Yes, right? it's so true. I was like, I told him that I want to finish this one in 15 minutes. And I'm with two hours, not just even half an hour as you plan. I put 15 minutes. And he just like, you fin- you cannot finish anything in 15 minutes. <laughs> it's so true. Because you can almost get started in 15 minutes, right? Yes. But you can't finish. 100%. Yeah, so that, that's it's- so true. But a lot besides top three things that you just mentioned about, I noticed that a lot of people, including just women or including men as well, we have an issue with setting boundaries. And that, that, that's, a- that's very difficult to set a boundary because you want to do so much. And then you think, and, and especially back to be realistic, you think you can do so much. <laughs> so setting so- boundaries is so, so difficult. I'm wondering if you have to go through the time that you have to learn how to set boundaries and keep your boundaries. And can you share with us your experience? That is hard. I still have trouble with that because I want to be everywhere. So a lot of times people say, you can't be everywhere. You can't like get from here to there and 
be over here. So that is a hard one. I, I've learned to just prioritize. I think you have to prioritize. And like you said, just be, be real, right? Because you don't want to promise and then you can't do it. That's the worst. So prioritize and put, you know, did you ever see that exercise where you have, you have a jar and you put in big rocks and then you put in smaller rocks and then sand, right? And the sand kind of fills in. I would say put in, do your big rocks. What are the big things that are going to make the most difference? And where do you want to spend most of your time? Then fill it in with the smaller and then like the sand is whatever that is, right? But put those bigger priorities first, lay those out, and then do the others. And with your family first and all that. And then I think you can set those boundaries better. But to your to you and I, Rosie, you can't have 50 big rocks and boulders. You can only have 10. So you got to remember that. Yeah, only 10. Only 10. Uh, that's not enough, but that it is what it is. <laughs> it is what we have only, what, 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. So that's what we have. And you have to sleep in there too. Sleeping's important. Oh, yes. I want to emphasize that. I slept, I woke 11 hours last two or three days and I didn't sleep enough and I was so exhausted and because I didn't sleep enough I couldn't do my job well because I was so tired and so it's affect my performance even I try to put in so many hours it is challenging so yeah sleeping is very important I agree about that I agree with you about that it is. And, and even if you think about it, when you, if you work for four or five hours and you take a break and you walk or you do something, it reinvigorates you and you probably can do twice as much work in three hours as if you sat there for eight because you're tired. So being crisp is, is key. Yes. I, I also just learned that taking a nap. I always, I start taking a 15 minutes nap during lunch break is, is make a big change for me. Because like, I like at one thirty or two p.m. I was like, "Come on, I need to focus." But like, my brain just like so like so sleepy. <laughs> True. I used to in college. I used to call power naps. I would take fifteen minutes, and you're right. You just snap back in. It helps you. So take the power. Your college. Take the power naps. They help. Yes, it's super, it's super helpful. And you also mentioned that you want to be everywhere. It must, it must be related to your current job right now, being as a president and CEO of Cash CPA. I would love to know more about what you do in this position and what makes you most proud in this position. Oh, what I do? Anything anybody needs. <laughs> That's what you do. Um, I would, you know, when you... When you do have positions like that, or you're, you do less like actual the work, right? And you do more of the coaching, advising, speaking, um, reading, trying to like connect the dots of what you're seeing out there and where we need to go to make sure we're, because at the end of the day, our members are everything, right? Members are number one. We have to make sure that the members are as successful as they can be and we give them, you know, what they need to do their job best that they can do it. So that's, and help them see where the profession's going. So we have their best interest at heart. So we can say, listen, this is going to come down the pipeline. You have to know about this and we're going to give you education on it. 
or we're going to advocate because we see this as an issue. So we have to be out in front. We can't be just in looking at today. So what's most important for me is to be looking out there and seeing all of us. Where are we going? How do we connect? And what do we do for our members? What needs do they have? And how do we meet their needs? Right. So that's key. I mean, in addition to that, it's going out and meeting with chapters, meeting with other stakeholders, with AAA, with the academic institution or academic association, AICPA, NASBA, other state societies. It's really meeting with all of them, many different organizations, FTB, so that I understand too what they're doing. And if they have an initiative, we can partner and move farther faster. So a lot of partnerships, and that means a lot of relationships. So how do we um, have kind of those collaboration moments so that we can do the most we can do for the profession? That's key. And we're doing more and more of that. So that's part of the reason of getting out there, understanding initiatives, and then meeting with all the members to understand what you're experiencing so we can make sure we have solutions for that, right? Tax, what are you, what's your pain points? What are you hearing from clients? Can we advocate for something that helps you? Can we give you a tool that helps you? Can we help with education so that you know what there's clients are experiencing? But how can we connect that? I mean, there's audit, tax, forensics, estate, personal financial planning. There's all those pieces. And how can we do a, a better job there? So it's all in the relationships. And I, I say I could travel every day, every moment, and I wouldn't connect with enough people. But it's and it's listening. If you're in, you have to listen. So, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth. This is probably the most I talk. So it's listening more, talking less so that you make sure that you're hearing what's out there and you can put into place those initiatives that will help impact our future. Because we want to make sure the future thrives. So there's there's a lot. It's a lot. Based on what you just told me, I just feel overwhelmed just what you just told me. <laughs> Traveling, going out there, meeting people. I don't know how you could do it. I don't know. <laughs> you Well, it's like you said, you know, you love what you do and you learn. And, and I remember I have a whole team. It's not just me. So it's a team. I, I not only, and you said, what do I love most about my job? I have a great team. So that helps. You know, they always say when I first became a manager, someone said to me, hire people that are smarter than you. Always do that. Don't feel that you have to be the smartest person around. You don't hire people that are smarter than you. So I have a lot of smart individuals that I work with. I not only have that, but have a board of members that are top leaders, leaders like you, Rosie, council members state committee members. So there is a whole cadre of individuals that I work with that help to do all of this, right? So it's not just me. And what I love about the job is connecting uh, the members, the staff team, partnerships, and everyone and seeing how, you know, one plus one doesn't equal two, but it equals four. And I know we're all accountants, so one plus one does equal two. But when you bring unlikely partners together, when you bring unlikely pieces together, you can create that synergy to make one plus one equals four, right? And you can do more 
with less. So that's what I love about it. You bring people together, always not likely partners, and you can do something more than you could do on your own. And you can impact the profession and honestly, the world. So I feel just a lot of passion about the profession. So for me, it's the right fit. I can feel that because you have such a such a great impact on CASIPA. CASIPA has so many improvements, so many big changes since you started in this position. So I would say thank you so much for what you are doing right now for CASIPA and for the community as well. We really, really appreciate your, all your work. Well, thank you. It's because of you, Rosie, and now the members too. So. Thank you. It's a it's a great fit, like I said, good fit. Yes, we are lucky to have you as as a president and as also the CEO of CASCPA to make our community a lot stronger. Thank you. Yes. You're so kind, Rosie. I should come on here more often. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You know. Always welcome. You are always welcome. I would love to. I would love to. I love talking to people. I can talk all day long. I still remember... When I came back from uh, AICP Engage from Vegas, I got home. I was so tired. And then my husband like, oh, you must be so tired. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I can talk to you all about this AICP Engage. And he just like, wow, you're never tired from talking. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because you, you really appreciate all that's out there and the differences. And um, so you like to share it. Yes, it's great. Yes, that's amazing. The last thing I would like to ask you: What are the last? What are the best tips and advice that you could provide to young professionals right now to to grow in this career? I would say first, um, you know, get the mentors and get the sponsorships. Um, you know, when you are thinking of studying for the CPA exam, and I know sometimes when people are they. I talked to, we had a speed networking um, at a chapter event and we would, we sat there and then everyone came around the students and asked questions. And a lot of them were so nervous about the exam. So I would say, you know, um, it's just another step. It's another piece. So don't get ahead of yourself and don't get in your head. I think that's really important as students, you know, focus, know where you want to go, write down where you want to go. I think it's really important to write it down because what you write down becomes reality. So write it down where you want to go in your goals, focus on where you need to go, get those mentors that can help you. There's a lot of professors out there. We have mentors, get those. I call them board of directors. I have a board of directors. I think everybody needs a board of directors, no matter who you are. And those are individuals that help cheerlead you on. They answer questions for you. And they help keep you honest. And that's important through your whole career. And that'll be helpful as your students, as your candidates sitting, you know, have those individuals. And, you know, just continue to learn and push and be uncomfortable. Rosie and I were talking about that earlier too. Get used to being comfortable, being uncomfortable, right? Don't, once you're comfortable, get out of it and do something different. Because that's the only way you're going to grow. You have to keep, and you have to keep growing. We know that in your career, you can never sit and just be idle. You have to keep growing and questioning what's out there. So I would say, um, it's, and that really speaks to engaging the world around you and not just being 
your own person in your own silo, but engage that that community, engage that world outside of you so that you can grow and find the best fit for you. And I, one thing I want to mention too, Rosie, because I hear this all the time when I'm out there talking to young professionals and they'll say, I want to get out of accounting. I don't want to be a CPA because I don't like the firm I'm in, or I don't like the organization I'm in. I will tell you the right question answer probably isn't I'm leaving the profession or I'm leaving, not going to be a CPA. There's a fit out there somewhere for you. And there's probably different fits in different stages of your career. So be open, be open to change and find what speaks to you because it is there. It might just not be where you're at at that point in time. So don't be afraid and frozen. Go find it because it's there. Take the initiative to go find it and be open to just zigzagging through your career because it's not a straight step path. It doesn't go forward. It may go sideways. It may go backwards at times, but you kind of zigzag. I don't know if any of you are hikers, but if you hike and I love to hike, do you go straight up the mountain? Not unless you are a extreme mountain climber, right? I don't go straight up the mountain, but I can zigzag through. Or when I ski, I zigzag down, right? So z- your career is the same way. You're going to zigzag through. You're going to find different points and it's going to take you to where you need to go. But don't be afraid of that because each point teaches you something and allows you to grow and go to that next point. So I would say just be open to that. Um, and just keep moving forward, right? Or backwards or sideways, <laughs> wherever it goes. Just keep moving. Whatever you want to just keep do. Yeah, keep moving. Keep moving is exactly it. Take a breath, reset, and keep moving yeah. is the key. I love, because- I love your advice about finding some, something else or somewhere else in these professions. You don't have to leave the professions. That's when you need the community. You need the community that you can connect with other people and find the right fit for you. So that's what I want to 100%. 100%. Like, don't get stuck. Don't get stuck in the mud or the quicksand, right? Just keep moving. And that community is so important. A lot of people will say, I don't really need a community. I'm doing great. Well, when you aren't doing great, (laughs) the community helps. And that happens. Cycles happen. Yes. So yes, I, I absolutely agree. I could say that based on my experience, when I need any help or I need any advice, I just send a message, pick up a phone call, and then ask people who have way more experience than me. They always happy to share with me their experience, give me some tips and advice. So if anyone in that situation, the community is perfect for you. Go there, make connections, find the mentors, find the sponsors. And they will be there for you to just help you through the difficult times. So, yes, I really, I really like those tips are really, really good because if you follow all this advice, you will be fine. You will be fine. <laughs> you will be fine. And I would say link into me if you need anything. I'm happy to help. Um, and you've got people like Rosie out there that can help. And that's always willing to kind of go that extra mile to assist yes all of us are all of us are all cpas especially you super i i i cannot say enough but you just have a great personality super open very nice very friendly i was like wow i still remember the first hour conversation 
at GASCBA State Committee, I still remember that town. You talk to me, you yes. travel all in over the world, all different locations and everywhere. And it's a, it was a very great impression on me. I was like, wow, I couldn't believe she can sit down and talk to me that nice, that's friendly, and that's comfortable. That's amazing. Well, the, the personal connections are the most, right? They, they really, I don't know, they reside in your heart. So I appreciate that. And um, Rosie, you've just been a, a light, honestly, in our profession and um, to me personally. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the interview today as well and all your great tips and advice and, and all the stories that you share with us. Thank you. You're welcome.